Welcome to Foundation and Family, the Erica Diaz Show, where real estate wisdom meets family life. I'm Erica Diaz, here to share stories, insights, and inspiration for building homes and nurturing hearts. Let's dive in together. Hey, everybody. I'm Erica Diaz with Foundation and Family, and today's topic is pad splitting. Have you even heard of pad split? Because I hadn't until very recently. So we're going to dive in with Oriana from PadSplit and David Buckles, a local investor, and we're going to explain what PadSplit is. So who wants to start? Let the PadSplit go. Okay, first. let's do okay. this. Oriana, Thank tell me for, what it is. Thank you for having us, first and foremost. So oh, you're so welcome. PadSplit is a co-loving marketplace, just like any other platform there is out there for investors. We are focusing on creating affordable housing okay. with existing um, space in your property and maximizing it. By converting those common spaces into additional bedrooms to create additional revenue. So for the average person out there, we are creating a single family home that has multiple bedrooms and it'll be similar to an Airbnb style, but a long-term rental of a bedroom. We're a hybrid between a midterm and a long-term rental. Okay. Right. And we are catering towards individuals that are really not able to afford a rent or even buy. Okay. Uh, they're not getting an increase in their wages and interest rates are continuously getting higher. So they're kind of being priced out of the market. Okay. Now, hold on. I hate to be the stickler, but at the moment, interest rates are actually cruising down. Yeah, they are. But that still doesn't really impact the affordability because the purchase price down here in Florida, at least, has tripled, if not, I mean, it definitely doubled, but it almost tripled in the last couple of years. So... Tell me a little bit about how you play into this pad split game. Funny enough, um, one of the people on our team, his name's Joe. Joe was like, hey, man, I was at this meetup down in Tampa, and there's this interesting concept. Like, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to learn more about it. I'm like, well, you got to tell me more about it. He's like, I, I don't really know how. All I know is, is, like, you make more money renting the house by the room than the house. And I was like, well, I'm interested. Tell me more. So Joe set up an introduction, Ray and Oriana came to the office, and we just, like, I was sold hook, line, and sinker because I see, oh, wow, there's an affordability issue, and there's an opportunity to make three, four times the amount of revenue from a traditional rental as opposed to um, just like a normal rented out by the house. That's huge for investors. Correct. Especially with the high interest rate market. So we, you and I, that's how I even learned about pad split, right? We just did a transaction. I had a home that was not in an HOA. It was, what, 2,200 square feet, maybe? Yep, just about. And it was currently three bedrooms, but has a very large garage, has an oversized living room. And when I asked you, like, what are you going to do with it? You said, well, I'm going to pad split it. And I said, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> right. And you said, well, I'm going to put six bedrooms in it. And I was like, where? And you wow. said, in the living room and in the garage. And I said, okay, for what? And then you were like, well, I'm going to rent it by the room. So how does a consumer locate pad split to be able to apply and rent? Like, how does that So since we're a double-sided marketplace, we're working with the investors, showing them how to maximize their returns. And we're catering towards the members that are looking for those housing. So we are doing SEOs, Google advertisements, social media platforms, over 60 different rental listings as well. And that's how we're getting those individuals interested, right? So you're just advertising like anybody else for a pad split, but then the consumer, what are they Googling? What are they searching? Like room for rent? What are they looking for? Literally room for rent. Room for rent. Yeah. So they go to padsplit.com. They're going to see what's available. Padsplit is going to vet them. We're going to do a background check, 
That's probably my favorite part. If I can interject. Yeah. Yeah. That's what does a lot of the heavy lifting for me as the investor. So they screen the tenant, they verify the income, they verify uh, the jobs. They, so that way when someone books a room and I log, I look at them and say, Oh, room one is being booked by, you know, Mr. Smith over here. Well, they can show me Mr. Smith's credentials and say he qualifies for no credit score, but he qualifies for this much per week. He has no evictions on his record. So you get a little bit of an about the tenant. We don't disqualify based on credit score. We do check it, but we don't disqualify it. Oh, so that's huge for someone, let's say, maybe going through a divorce because, I mean, in my business portfolio right now, unfortunately, we are seeing that a lot and it is kind of contentious and sometimes credit gets destroyed through that rather it's one spouse not paying the bills but you know that you're going in two separate directions and then there's this affordability because now there's alimony and child support and all this other stuff so that is huge that you're not discrediting for credit but something just like totally popped in my mind because I deal with divorces I deal with families separating but they have pets so are pets allowed at a pad split? Only service animals. Only service animals. Correct. No pets. No pets. Okay. I mean, I get it, right? Because you're going to rent to five, six different individuals. That's right. And then if someone's allergic, that could be, you know, very problematic. Problematic. Yeah. So no pets, but service animals. Service because animals. I guess you can't discriminate against you service animals. You can discriminate, yeah. Okay. They do need to provide all documentation for the service animals. So it needs right. to be legal, not just a vest from Amazon. Right. Right. Yes. All too familiar with that. Let me tell you. So then, okay. The person, the consumer Google's room for rent. How many current pad splits are in central Florida right now? So central Florida has over 400 units. Now for us, wait, 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 wait. There's already 400 units in existence here in Central Florida yep, that are active in we'll our platform. Clarify units versus houses. Correct, correct. I was just going to say that. So for Still, us, 400. So for us, units or KPIs are based on room counts. Okay. So for us, 400 units means 400 bedrooms. bedrooms. Okay. Correct, because every single property will have a different bedroom count. Sure. I personally own uh, 47 doors with the platform, so my biggest house has eight bedrooms, and eight. I have three properties with eight bedroom counts. Now. All eight of those are not in an HOA? No HOAs. We choose not to work with HOAs. Right. I mean, a lot of people do. We strongly, like, advise against HOAs, period. Right. So, okay, you personally own 47 doors. Correct. And when we're talking doors, like you specified, we're talking bedrooms. What's your occupancy rate right now? Uh, My account is at 84% occupancy. I mean, that's high for this new concept. That's very high. That is very high. So... Is this property that we just did, is this your first pad split? No, so this will be pad split number six. Oh, number six. That we loaded in the portfolio. He's rolling. So this, we have one active, one coming online next week, and then we have three more that are under construction. And then we just purchased one more that will close on in January. So we have a total of seven that we've added to the portfolio. And then our average door counts like about five and a half per room. So we're going to have around 36, 37 doors with our seven houses. That's pretty awesome. Wow, that's incredible. So Pat Split was founded in Atlanta. Yeah, so- 2017. Okay, let's talk about that. What does the Atlanta market look like today when it was founded in 2017? What does that look like? Is there really a need? Is there a demand? Are you seeing that in Atlanta? Yeah, so Atlanta is our strongest and most established market, of course. We have over 5,000 units. 
Wow. Um, that's significantly large, right? Right. Um, in order for us to hit like demand in Atlanta, we need about 20,000 units. Okay. We are in one- Orlando. No, that's Atlanta. Oh, in Atlanta. That's okay. Atlanta. That's one fourth away. Okay. Right. Orlando, we opened Orlando about a year and a half ago. Okay. So we're just starting to scratch the surface here in Central Florida, call it. Not just right. Orlando, but Central Florida, right? Because I feel like we cannot coexist without all the other counties around us. So, but let's talk about, I need to rent a room. Mm-hmm. What's the shortest amount of time that I can rent that room? So you're committed to the platform for a month and a day. A month and a day. Okay. Not that big a deal. Right. So we are flexible on the commitment and you can move in as fast as uh, two days. How many heartbeats can be in a bedroom? One. What about like a husband wife that just need a... We are not catering towards couples or kids or anything of that nature. Just one person per room. Okay. Now, what about the late night calls? So luckily I haven't had too many late night calls. I have had some of those like eye roll calls, you know. Um, I'm talking about like you've got a tenant in place and a late night call happens in that moment. Oh, like, that kind of late, like, night, night, kind of late <laughs> night call. Hey, listen, I mean, if uh, people are going to have relationships, right? Yeah. You know, as long as in my in my mind, as long as there's no disruptions to the other okay. to the other members, mind your business, keep to yourself. So you're not in prison in here. No, come on. This okay. is a place. Everyone needs a place to live. Okay. Everyone needs a place to call home. And that's Correct. what we're doing. That's what I mean. We furnish it. Like, I think you guys do TVs. We put TVs in all of our units. Oh, we so the bedrooms are furnished. Fully furnished. Absolutely. They're fully okay. furnished. Bring your bag, get some fresh sheets from the local store and, and then come call it home. Oh, utilities included. If yeah. a husband and a wife were in a predicament where they wanted, or a husband and a husband or a wife or a wife, whatever the case may be, could they rent two rooms in the same of house? Course. Yeah, they can. As long as they're approved by PASMA, they're able to do that. Okay. Just, I'm thinking like... This could be someone's a, always trying to skirt the system. No, well. no, I'm talking. But I'm it's like, a great question. But really, like if you real. are yeah. in a gap where your house sold, I'm thinking from my own perspective, mm-hmm. how can I leverage this? Like we've had a father and daughter, like those type of situations where they would end up renting separate rooms. Right. But it's still a lot more cost efficient for them to sure. do that yeah. than choosing to rent an apartment. Correct. And if you're going into like a short-term rental at an apartment complex, there's a premium on that Correct. and it's hard. So it's I'm just thinking, how do I leverage pad split for my business model if we're selling something and we're not ready to get into something else for three months? You know, yeah. it may, it may not be the only option, but it is an option, right? For example, something that I was just chatting with these guys about is two of the houses that we have, I'm taking the garage and I'm converting them into an entire studio apartment. Yeah. So that is something that can also be brought onto the pad split platform or can be kept off because of the relationships within the real estate industry. I see an, I see a niche there to kind of cater to what you're talking about right. with. If I have separate studios that are available throughout town and you have someone who needs a place for one month, two months, right. I can have the freedom to allow a, a husband and a wife, a right. mom and a daughter in the same unit. Right. So that's something that we do have our eyes on. Something that we'll probably grow into. Okay. So tell me about bathrooms. Like, you don't have six bathrooms in this six-bedroom house, do you? No. Okay. Some of us are getting creative. I did something pretty creative that I've tried to emulate in some of the others, but in our first pad split, I basically took the entire center of the home. Okay. And this was a two-bedroom house with a detached unit, and I turned it into a three-bedroom house. And okay. So four total units, one detached private. So all three of the bedrooms in this house, I ripped out the center and made the entire center the restroom. 
So on the far left, it's a water closet. So you walk into this whole okay. alley, and there's a there's a private restroom to the it's left. It's so freaking cool. Then the it's almost like a like a public restroom, if you will. There's three vanities okay. that have medicine cabinets and their own vanities. So part of the moving instructions are, hey, when you move in, claim your vanity. Right. So so you can put your toothbrush, your deodorant, all your stuff. Right. right? And then on this side, there's a there's a shower closet, like a shower room. So right. You can be in the bathroom, but not be in. You can shower and shave at the same time with all the tenants. All three at the same time. Man, that's getting cozy. But you know what? It just made me think of, this isn't a new concept. Didn't everyone go to college? Absolutely. I mean, where did you live? Yeah. So there were two bedrooms and a communal bathroom. And then there were two bedrooms and a communal bathroom. And so it was four bedrooms and two bathrooms. So same concept. It's just for adults instead of adult children who are in college professional adults right yeah Yeah. so which helps with the affordability issue that we're seeing in our marketplace right now because that's huge people are wondering like where do I live you know how do I afford this and so who's cleaning because we're we're as you said shit showering and shaving Mm -hmm. I'm not cleaning after anybody else's s s and s not Mm -hmm. doing it so who's cleaning (laughs) uh the host is cleaning common areas Host meaning you? The owners of the properties. Are responsible. That doesn't mean the hosts are actually getting in there and wiping down. Okay, the- so you're hiring cleaners. Right, Correct. just like short-term rental space. Okay, you're just send like somebody just to clean the common spaces. How often? So I've got someone on rotation once a month. I, I do this uh, twice a month. Okay, it's, it's at I'm the renting hers over yours. It's, it's at the owner's discretion. He has less units. Got it, got it. Right, I have eight. Yeah, I have four people in one house, as a, or three, three people in really, one house versus eight. A, correct. So, and you're going to notice that you're going to find some members that will be okay with cleaning because oh. they want to keep their space right. nice, that so they sense. don't mind not cleaning. And right. You can probably attest to this too, but when people book your room, they want to say they want to send a little blurb. Hey, I'm super neat, and this and that, and the other thing. Right. And, and so they also kind of like tell on themselves if they're not neat. You can be like, Hey, man, you said you're super neat. Can you yeah. help me tidy the What's house happening? because room two said you're not very tidy. Right. You know oh, I mean? they will tell on each other. So oh, yeah. keeping I'm, each other accountable. I sure. bet they do. But let's talk about the kitchen. Like, okay. how does the fridge work? Can they put a little mini fridge in their room, or do you like? claim the stove when you want to cook or do you find more like uber eatsing happening there a little bit of both they're adults they'll figure it out yeah right uh but you're gonna notice that they're gonna eat a lot outside yeah right which is fine tons of like eating out the job or things like that or you know to go container so you're gonna dispose a lot more garbage because of okay the volume that will that's not something i would have even thought of um so maybe more garbage can garbage cans in your house that would be really helpful um some hosts have decided to like label every shelf okay. of the fridge and even like the room kitchen. one, room two, Correct. room three to not fight. But okay. like a house like David, I don't think they'll find that much of a conflict between them. You right. know, it's a very ample space house where they're not going to fight necessarily for the space in the right. in the kitchen. Now, some hosts also do mini fridges in the rooms. Okay, I think that's great, uh, and maybe not too great if you don't have a. You know, member yeah. that's too clean. Well, I'm sure everybody's going to get a dirty member once in a while. Once I mean, while. think about Airbnbs. Oh, you know, course. we've got portfolio owners. And as we were building out these portfolios, you would walk into some of them on checkout day and you would think, oh, what did you do? And then other ones you would walk out on checkout day. Perfect. And I was like, okay, like someone stayed here, right. but like the dishes are in the dishwasher. Like they were respectful of other people's property. So right. I think no matter what you do, I mean, I had roommates in college, and I had both. 
you know? So no matter what you do, you're going to have both ends of the spectrum. So how did you get into pad splitting? Well, I actually come from a hedge fund acquisition background. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. But besides that, pad split came to... Well, and let me stop you really yes. quick. Because we're talking about the average consumer out there that I understand what a hedge fund acquisition is, but can you break that down for the average consumer, what that is? Because it makes sense how you got there from there, but they probably don't get that. Right. So I was actually acquiring for a large hedge fund here in Central Florida. They were purchasing mainly single family homes. Right. We were closing about 500 transactions a month. Um, That's a lot. That was a lot. Uh, we probably drive the prices up naturally. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But Patswood came to my husband's table and mine as well. Um, very mission and vision oriented for us. Right. Uh, versus kind of what I was doing previously. And it just clicked. We were going to invest into short-term rental space. Yeah. So Airbnbs. This Correct. And this was just like... What? Absolutely. This makes all sense in the world. This is kind of how we're heading as right. a society. And I mean, Airbnbs can be very lucrative and profitable, but they do have high turnover. So they do. anything with high reward usually has high risk. That's mm-hmm. usually how that works. So maybe this is a little bit lower risk because you're getting a little more stable income that's more guaranteed because it's a month, right? Or it's a minimum of a month. So it's with the platform, but yes, you're right. I, I consider pad split or co-living because that's the co-living strategy that it is. It's a more recession-proof strategy. Right. Right. Uh, versus short-term rental space that, you know, disposable income is the first thing to right. be tied and, you right. know, kind of be a little more, more limited. But that's how, an, as an investor, I like this strategy so much. Right. Because it's more recession-proof. So how did you, well, we know how you ended up into it. The, right. Your your colleague said, let's yeah, pad split. Met Ray and Oriana, and again, I just, seeing where the direction of everything was going, I it made sense for me. So what are the target goals for Central Florida? And then before we get into that, actually, I feel like some people are going to hate this, and then yeah. some people are going to love it. And it depends on, like, what end of the spectrum you're on, right? Like when you I say feel some like, people, do you mean like neighbors? Do you mean members? <laughs> your do you neighbor. mean, who, who, who uh, all of the to? above because neighbors, yeah, they're going to hate it. Some of them are going to hate it, right? Because they're going to have high turnover. It's almost like a group home where there's people coming in and out. You've got six, eight bedrooms, whereas somebody had a family there maybe before and now they don't. Or the general public thinks that there's an issue with, Airbnbs being gobbled up or investors gobbling up and not allowing there to be inventory for primary residents anymore because hedge funds are driving up prices. So the average buyer out there probably isn't going to be too excited about this. So how do you handle that? Can I chime in? Okay, yeah, so there's a, go for There's it. a couple things, it. right? So let me ask you this. How many bedrooms do you have in your house right now? Well, I don't think I'm a good model for that. Well, just hear me out. Just play along. Hear me. I think six. You have six bedrooms. How many kids do you have? Four. Okay. How old are they? Or let's just say all the kids are driving age. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now there's how many vehicles at your can, house? Can we pause that? My neighbors sure. hate us. Okay. <laughs> but it's your family. They are my family. It's your yeah. family. And there's four cars that the kids are going to be uh, well, driving. Well, there's six cars and then a nanny. So seven cars. It's, it's a lot. It is. I know it. So who's going to be able to say that's a family versus that's a rental? Or who's going to be able to say, like, you know what I mean? There's a couple different things there that, of course, when you see 
various people of ages, races, you know, backgrounds, whatever. Right. Clearly that that might not be a family. However, but what the, defines a family? So who knows? Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, 2023 is here and there's a lot yeah. of question marks. 2024. Yeah, yeah, 24 is here <laughs> yeah. now. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of that was, what was the what was the second part of the question? Oh, the consumer prices. Right. I think with interest rates where they're at right now, the people who are buying houses are the people who can afford to buy houses, right. who are going to stay put. Um, a lot of speculative investors like myself were still buying good deals. Right. Um, and I think, like, at the end of the day, the people who can afford to buy houses will continue to afford to buy houses. I don't yeah. think, you know, my neighbor who can't afford to buy a house is going to be mad at me for going to buy another rental. Right. I, I just don't necessarily see that. I don't think the consumer is going to get mad at the everyday investor. I, I can see that. And we're adding housing to people that cannot afford. You are. So you are. we're not taking it away. We're putting it back and repurposing it. You are. And and again, like you said, disposable income is one of the first things to go. So these owners of Airbnbs, if we go into a deeper recession, if you think we're in a recession, that whatever, um, that would be the first to lose income. And then owners don't have income, properties sit vacant. That's never a good thing for anybody. Neighbors alike, HOAs, nothing. So you are bringing a solution to affordable housing. Right. So right. I think if we focus on that, it could be a really good thing. But I do think that, I mean, even on this podcast, we'll get some backlash. I mean, I get oh, backlash sure. on me posting. I mean, I like Christmas. People don't like change. <laughs> right. You know, and this is a positive change. I think we're definitely going to be pushed back by some people. And then we're going to be embraced by a lot of the majority. Right. Because we're helping both. The investors that are not getting those returns any longer. We're currently seeing already a lot of those short-term rental investors transitioning into this space. Um, And we're also helping those individuals. And again, they're just being priced out of the market. So I know you're in Atlanta and Mm -hmm. you're in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. So where else are you or or you know where yet? We're in 18 cities nationwide. 18 cities nationwide. So this is not that, that new. No, we've been around since 2017. Right. Okay. What are some of the other 18 cities? We are in uh, Houston, Dallas, Las oh, Vegas. Yeah. We're in New Orleans. We are in um, Phoenix, Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando. Wow. Um, uh, we have a couple Patswoods in Washington. We have uh, Richmond, Virginia, Petersburg, like just everywhere. Wow. Well, not everywhere, but we're growing. That's incredible. So, what's your favorite thing about Pad Split? Oh, uh, as an investor, the returns that I'm getting. Sure. That's huge, right? That is really big. And honestly, being able to help people that are just needing it. Of course. We, we've seen people stay at a passive for a couple months or maybe a year and transition into buying their house. So they were able what to is save the enough. longest they can stay? Uh, there's no limit, really. There's no we, limit. We've had people stay for three years. Okay. And they've been happy and content. Yeah. I mean, that's they've, they've stayed that longest because they are kind of adjusted and... I like it. I like it. So what's your favorite thing so far about pad split? So as someone who fixed and flipped a lot of properties over the last few years, my favorite thing about the pad split is, is not having to deal with the sales process at this point. Okay. As you know, you've seen the last three, four, five months, like selling houses is a lot harder than yeah. it was for the last few years. Yeah. And so with just the natural progression of where my you know career, where I want the investing trajectory to go, right. it's to cash flow. And so we, we did really well. We flipped a lot of houses. And so now we're, we're deploying that cash into cash flow. Right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to stack the cash flow. The returns are, I think I've calculated roughly like 20% returns on my cash on cash. So that's huge. When you look at like, where are you getting 20% returns regularly? It's 
like nowhere to be found. Right. That's and, huge. And so that's where we're putting our money to work. And that's all I can say. The, the money's good. With yeah. And building wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which again, I mean, I know that I have children. I know you have children. Do you have children? Okay, so <laughs> it, they just got married. They oh, just got congratulations! Married. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So it is about building wealth. the right. The podcast name is Foundation and Family, and how can we build wealth for generations to come? Right. So this is something that you are doing for your daughter Correct. and other children, I imagine, to come. So it's huge. So if I have an investor that already has rentals and maybe they're not breaking even because taxes have gone up or insurance, we all know what's happening with insurance in Florida. How could they flip that model to a pad split model? I mean, gosh, it's pretty simple. When I met Oriana and Ray, I was in the middle of flipping and I found like, okay, we have four flips in the pipeline. I'm going to take this one, this one, and that one and make them a pad split. Okay. And I think for someone who already has a, an investment por- uh, portfolio, they can look at, okay, what leases are coming up soon? And, right. okay, this is a three-bedroom, two-bath house. I can squeeze another three bedrooms in here. In and, the garage or what have you. Right. You know, okay, and now we're getting, you know, maybe $5,000 a month for that house instead of $2,500 a month. It's huge. That's a right? big difference. And so it, it could be literally as simple as closing in the dining room, closing in the living room, and then you've maximized cash flow at that one property. So... Just because you said closing in the dining room, closing in the living room, I'm trying to picture this. Do you get a living room in these pad splits? If there's enough space, like the house that we just closed on, like the living, the living room is so big that it like is. there's, there's going to be some space there that we have to do something with. But the existing dining room in that house right off the kitchen, that'll be closed off into a bedroom. Sure. The living room up against the front window, that'll be closed. So that you, could even be two bedrooms. It could. See? Yeah. And so like you're picking up very quickly how like easy this can be done. Right. Because when you're talking about throwing up a few walls and, yeah. and like adding an outlet or two here and there, like this isn't an extensive renovation that needs to be done on a current portfolio. Right. But for someone who's fixing and flipping, it's easy to go, oh, instead of, you know, making just a a resale house. Let me add two walls and then boom, here we are again. Now you're pad splitting. So tell me like the perfect profile of a house. So if we've got investors in the marketplace that are like, hey, I want a pad split, what do I set out to look for them to get into this? So what's the perfect profile of a house? If you're looking to acquire an asset, Mm -hmm. right, versus converting an existing asset, I would focus on minimums of three twos. Okay. Four twos are ideal. No HOAs. Yeah, no HOAs. Strongly on no HOAs. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think square footage, it's going to change, right? It's really, really going to be determined by your layout. Right, of course. Uh, so you'll be surprised. You can maybe do a lot with 1,200 square feet, but 1,500 square feet might be more than enough to actually maximize the space correctly. Okay. Uh, one floor, two levels are great as well. Okay. Ample parking space close parking. to job sites. Right. Okay. If you're only next to a Wendy's or a McDonald's, that's the profile of member that you're going to cater to. Okay. But if you're close to the parks, uh, a good hospital or yeah. universities, those are going to be the members you're going to be living in your house the most. So are you guys going to see pad splitting out by the colleges? We already have a couple near UCF. You do? Yeah. So, I mean. They've been pad splitting near colleges forever. Right. They've been it's not renting new, rooms right? forever. Yeah. Now, we don't necessarily choose to cater to our students. Okay. Instead, faculty, 
people right. that are cleaning, people that are servicing the students right. because they're the working force. Right. There's the ones that are generating that income and they're looking for that affordable housing. And they're also a little responsible. bit responsible. Yeah. Right. They will take the care of the property. I will say that's the number one question that I, probably, I get. You probably get the same thing. Yeah. Is like, oh my gosh, you're letting like all these transient kids in the house and yeah. the demographic's actually a little bit older. It's a little bit older. Yeah, it's a little bit older. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice because, I mean, you do get into that college housing and that can be... Eventful. Yeah. Eventful. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. I'll give you examples. In one of my properties, I have a bus driver for Disney. Perfect. I have a couple operators that do operationals at Universal. Okay. So they probably do the buttons and stuff at the rides or stuff yeah. like that. I have a manager for a Hooters. Okay. I have a front desk, somebody, a person from one of the hotels near one of my properties. Okay. That's the profile. Of people well, that and then I wonder right. too, like, are you trying to focus on public transportation for your uh, tenants? Yeah. So in Central Florida, 60% of our members own vehicles. Okay. So then you don't necessarily yeah. all the parking spots, but because of that, then you want to be close to public transit. Sure. Like don't, don't go to Chuliota. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. There's, there's, not, no, there's not a lot of movement over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Oviedo, perfect. I, I have a house in Chiliota that we're passing. <laughs> I was not. You do? I really do. I really do. No, I meant, like, I meant Christmas. It's only I meant Christmas. of Oviedo. It's, You're it's in Christmas? In a good spot. No, I'm not. Oh, no, but don't go to Christmas. Yeah. Oh. No, Chiliota's actually growing a lot. So no, I take, I take that back. Listen, I take that I'm, back. I'm right on the outskirts of Oviedo. No, I wouldn't I have bought back. it if That's I didn't so think it was funny. a good deal. I take it back. It's not. I meant Christmas. I'm in the middle. I'm delisting this one. I'm delisting it. I'm taking it off the platform. Tell me, because in real estate, like, I've absolutely walked in on people having sex like there's just I mean people you're walking into pieces people's like living spaces so what is something funny unusual that you have encountered encountered through pad splitting because David you got this I'm still really green okay so I don't I probably don't have the great stories or anything yet but just most recently so we use digital locks on all of the door locks, right? On the bedroom door locks yes. or on the main door lock? Both. Okay. On both. Okay. So you do have a digital door lock yeah, so on like your door. Privacy, security, we like go above and beyond again, like the amenities here. Pat's what's doing a good job at trying to get the hosts, investors like us to provide quality housing. Okay. So that way you keep your tenants longer. Right? Okay. You keep your members longer. You don't this isn't a slumlord thing. This isn't a cash grab. Like this is an actual solution to a problem. So Pat's what does a really good job. Okay. Well, needless to say, so this is a recommendation. We do the door locks right yep. this there's a feature that you can swipe on the inside of the room that locks it and the only way to unlock it is with the key from the okay. inside you can unlock it from the outside with the key okay. but the only way to unlock it from the outside is with the key and it's Got called it. secure lock okay so every lock has the secure lock capabilities and this person has locked themselves out of the house and out of the room more than once so most recently i just had to hire a locksmith for the third time and this time they had to actually drill through that digital lock to replace it with a key and regular. Okay. Just so the lady, but this this took three and a half hours of an ordeal on my Saturday I morning. I bet. Because she went to go to the bathroom and instead of having to punch her code in, she thought she could just swipe this little button and then walk so right back in and that just was not the case. She was locked out for three and a half hours. She was locked out for three hours while we were coordinating and troubleshooting and calling the locksmith and getting them there and... The other members are messaging and calling because her phone's in the bedroom. So <laughs> yeah. it became a little bit yeah. of an ordeal. Um, so, again, it's not a funny story, but, but it is. But they're helpful with each other. It is, is. yeah. They're, they're, I mean, the, the members bonded, so that you was know, good. When was that? This was literally Saturday morning. Oh. I think you were texting me when I was in the middle of. Well, I just, I think um, an employee of mine 
said she was locked out of her house. And this is in Ormond Beach. So okay, I don't think that's not mine. But I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know where you are. And <laughs> that mine? her phone was inside, supposedly. And, and yeah. now you're just, it's kind of like, too uh, familiar. <laughs> I've heard this story. I just threw somebody under the bus. I too familiar. I've heard this story. But yeah. And, but you know what? She said she was walking her little dog. So you that it, you don't allow dogs. It's not a service dog. I'm so, sure Oriana has a better story. So or two what has that's been personal than mine? Funny. So we had a member locked themselves out. Seems to be a common theme here. It's going to be, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if it's because they're not, like, tech savvy or maybe the locks are not. I, I think they're friendly. I don't know what it is. But, but she, you're also probably not used to locking yourself in and you're out right. of your bedroom. You don't think about it, right? right? So it's you're a just new, like, oh, got to train yourself. You're right. So she got herself locked out, calls, hey, can you help me? We're trying to figure it out. Auto. Yeah. Open the door for her. She's like, okay, I'll be back. I'm just going to grab something to eat, uh, and we'll talk later. Cool. We're trying to figure it out how we can get out to the property sooner and kind of work that out for her. She calls. She's like, hey, I'm back in. I'm like, oh, what happened? How did you get in? She's like, someone broke the window and I'm inside now. <laughs> and we're like, convenient. convenient. And we're like, oh, someone broke the window, huh? Someone. Someone. Just Is everything random. okay, though? She's like, yeah, I'm, good. I'm inside. We're yeah. Like, oh. So let's talk about breaking windows <laughs> and getting locked out. She like, did it. are there fees involved with this? Does it come out of your deposit? Are there cameras on the exterior of the property? So as a host, you choose to have cameras or not. Okay. I, and then disclose it, right? Yes, outside. Yeah, yeah. And we encourage that. Do you have those? Yes. Okay, we do too. Yeah. Like, they're so useful. Sure. Um, so they do not have a deposit. They have a flat move-in fee. Okay. Because deposits, they comes like with a refundability issue and like, you know, call a lot of legal situations behind it. Okay. So we decided to just- So pause on a that. flat fee. No deposit. Because if people are looking for this and are interested right. in it, there is no deposit. So that move-in It's is a move-in fee. Easy. Right, it's a move-in fee. Okay, Correct. a move-in And fee. the host, yeah. so David would choose to price that out at whatever. Right. Okay. When What's an first, average move-in fee? That's a great question, because when I first launched my first property, I had the move-in fee for every room at 99 bucks. Oh, wow. And I only got one move-in in the first, like, eight days. And I was like, okay. well, let me lower this. And so yep. then for the market, because it was Ormond Beach, I lowered the move-in fees to 49 Wow. I filled up two more rooms. They sat for, and then the fourth room sat for, I think, like, two weeks and I was longer. like man this was this is and it's also pricing the market because there's right. no pad splits in Ormond so I was like one of the first and so then I lowered the moving fee to zero and filled the room right up okay so, so those are really you're not getting cash rich off of your move-in fees no it's no. like a lever that you have to kind of you know pull strings on pricing more than anything okay right yeah. okay can I bait this person in to pay this per week or per month for the room if it's a lower entry are they paying per week now, can they, since you said it's 30 days plus one, right, for the the rental term. Correct. After that 30 days, can they go weekly? So they're always weekly. They're always payment, weekly. Yeah. They're always weekly. So we are aligning with their pay structure. And most people okay. get paid weekly or biweekly. Okay. So they paid week, no, so the, the fees are weekly, but they choose to pay weekly or biweekly. Okay. So if I were to rent David's uh, room, yeah, I would tell David, hey, David, I'm choosing biweekly. Right, because that's how I get paid, and sure. it's just that's easier for me. So passive will con collect from me biweekly. Okay, but you can choose to say I'm paying weekly. Right, but okay. the rates are weekly, and the rates are advertised weekly. Okay, so the rates are weekly. Correct. So that's easy. 
Um, now, when we were off, you kind of talked about another funny story that I yes. think it's funny because yeah. from being in real estate, I mean, you do get to see like, don't tell my wife I have that on my credit or don't do this or, <laughs> right. you know, so we get to see a lot. So what was that other funny story you shared? Yeah. So I had to ask my first person to vacate. So I sent my first notice to vacate. The guy was just, you know, he, he was one of the guys you give an inch, he takes a mile. Yep. So I tested the waters a few times with some of his requests and they just started to get a little out of hand and I, I checked them once or twice and he just tried me one more time. And I was like, all right, man, you got to go. So when it was time for him to move, I requested the move out photos. And I was like, these look an awful lot like the photos that I submitted in the listing. So I wanted to get out there and make sure that there was no you know, damage and those weren't the same photos. So Screenshot the photos. Right, literally. <laughs> so I get out there and I'm like putting the code in and it's not working. It's not responding. One of the other members in the house wanted to take over that room since he left. And I'm like, yeah, here's the code. Get in there. And she's like, it's not working. Like, you're joking, right? So it's an hour and 20 minutes for me to drive right. from here to there. So I'm doing anything I can to not. Well, anyways, I have to end up going. So I get there. The batteries are dead. I, I swear the guy changed the batteries. They weren't even the same ones that we put in the unit. So I can't get into this thing. So I'm scratching my head, like, of course I don't have the spare key. Like, why would I have the spare key on me, right? I bet you carry it now. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> we're in, So we're installing lock boxes on the back of each house yes. with each room with the spare keys so that if this ever happens again, Someone no property manager, no boots yeah. on the ground, they can just walk around back, get their key, unlock their door, and put it back. Yeah. So, there so are, they're each individual lock boxes, though. You're not going to put all of them correct. in one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to give room two's code to room three, right. and they right. can get in there and, right. and mess around. It's like they're going to steal the TV because it's ours anyways. But, right, right. Um, no, but what this guy ended up, I, I'm scratching my head, and I say, okay, like I'm all the way here. I've got to figure something out. I go to Ace Hardware. I buy a Phillips head screwdriver and a, and a hammer. And the way the hinges were, this was an outswing door, so the hinges were, were on the outside. So I popped all the hinges off. <laughs> the deadbolt's still in the frame, mind you. So I'm like... I'm prying this door. I crack the frame a little bit. I oh. get the door off, swap the batteries, and then I have to put the door back on the hinges. But the How was the room? Is, the room was fine. Okay. Oh, the there, was you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. So it's just, I mean, that's the things that I guess Good. they don't prepare you for. Well, right. and you know? I was going to say, you know, that kind of goes into, sometimes we've seen accidental landlords, right, mm -hmm. where they've bought and then they get a job transfer and they're just not in the position to sell or buy or whatever the case may be, and they fall into the space of an accidental landlord. And... That stuff is real. These things happen. Right. ACs break. Uh, roofs need to be replaced. Right. Things happen to these homes that you have to be able to manage. And so I don't know that being an investor is for everybody, at least my opinion, just because I see that accidental landlord because I think you do have to be prepared for that hour and 20-minute drive. And then, oh, I've got to be resourceful. How am I getting in there? Because the longer you leave it locked, the longer you're not getting paid. Right. Right. So I think that's important to... It may not be for everybody to pad split, but it might be for you. So what else do you guys want to share about pad splitting? It's not as scary as it sounds. I think people get the idea of co-living and they're like, oh my God, this many people in one house. I mean, you're co-living in a hotel, folks. You're right. right. You really are. You know, if any, if you've ever lived in an apartment complex, you know, you're, you're co-living you, there. You're walking up and down the stairs next to people and the sure you're not sharing, you know, the kitchen and the bathrooms with those people. So, I mean, yes, it's a little different, but the density of being around that many people living in, in a, in a location, I'd say it's not as scary as you think. Um, and it's a solution to a temporary issue, right? So it doesn't have to be permanent. You're right. And you'll be right. surprised how many people end up creating community within their properties. Sure. Um, we have, uh, we delivered food for Thanksgiving to our members, oh. uh, right? We have seen other hosts deliver monthly pizza, uh, and they kind of have a 
nice community or we saw a video of someone post on TikTok of a member. They were cooking a meal for each other. Right. So you're going to find a lot of community being built within those houses as well. Which is nice. Which is really nice. Yeah. So let's talk about the platform because we've talked about pad splitting. We've talked about investors doing it. But let's talk about the platform and how easy it would be to download an app or whatever the case may be so that the consumer, the tenant, can go find a room for rent. Let's say tomorrow I need to stay somewhere for a month. Just me. Not my kids or my husband. Mm -hmm. Just me. What do I do? Patspit.com. Okay. We'll include that link. Uh, become a member and you're going to be able to just find what's available. Do you're not going to see what's not available. Do I pay to become a member? Yes. It is a $29 fee okay. to be qualified by us. Okay. If you could qualify, now you're going to be able to see what's available. Okay. Uh, now, of course, you're going to be able to see what's in your budget. Okay. So, so I'm going to enter. I want to spend 500 to 1500 a month. And whatever you're going to be qualified for, you're going to have access to. Awesome. And this is all on an app or it's just a website? Uh, We have a website and an app. Okay. For members, we are working on improving our app for our hosts. Okay. Uh, But right now, our biggest focus has been on the member app side. So like Airbnb, are there reviews for different hosts? Because when I go to look for an Airbnb, I'm absolutely reading reviews. Checking every single one of them. Me too. And then I guess Uh one other thing, because I'm thinking Airbnb, are my forks there? Uh, every host will choose that, right? So I know that's a very specific thing, but like, am I bringing forks and knives? I mean, I, I put cups, bowls, plates. I put, I, I put the first round of cleaning supplies for the members. Every different host is so differently thoughtful. Okay. Right. Right? Like David will provide everything. I will have a host that has provided the bare minimum. Okay. Linens and sheets. You will be responsible for that. Okay, you and the, that's you, the member. I mean, not yes. not the investor. Yeah. So, and that's across the board. You're not providing sheets and blankets, no. which I think it sounds weird. But then I go back to you've stayed in a hotel, you know, yeah. right? Somebody else stayed in that room last night. That's right. Like, so you think it's weird to be in somebody else's sheets, but I promise you've done it. So, right. okay. So I go on there. I fill out an application. Correct. Is it a monthly fee? No, it's just a one-time $29 fee, and you'll get qualified. Awesome. And it's it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so straightforward and simple. And you're going to continuously see new rooms being available because as we have grown so much, you're just going to see new inventory. I like, love it. On a weekly basis, we're onboarding like 200 units. Well, and here's the thing to think about, too, that I, I think a lot of people in our space are neglecting to keep in perspective, which is how much multifamily development is happening in the state of Florida, but but also central Florida. A ton. Not only is multifamily development high, but there is a, a high rise in downtown Orlando that's oh, committed yeah. like half of their apartments to, to co-living. To co-living. So this, this is I a, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So this, again, this is a very, very big trend that the large developers are catching up on. Yeah. And it's no different than the DRs and the Lennars doing their build for rent communities. Right. The affordability issue, I think, is here to stay for a little while. Yeah. And the big players are getting ahead of it. And so you're seeing it. And I think Pat's what's really good. They say you're making multifamily returns with single family houses. Right. That's the best way to bridge this gap. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a need for a while here for this. Right. And I think just to touch on what you said, because I don't think everybody knows it, that DR and everybody doing um, uh, communities for rent, meaning Mm -hmm. an entire HOA 
will not be for sale. It will be for rent. And that's a whole nother podcast for another day. But that is in existence. That is coming. So this isn't unheard of to have this co-living because it's just another way to make affordable housing. Yeah. Well, I thank you both for being on this. And it has been so enlightening. And I am so glad that I get to be part of you guys' story. So till next time. And thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you.